Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. As always, I'm so glad that you're joining me today. And I'm hoping, as always, that this gives you a really good week. And so thank you again for sharing this with your friends and making sure that you are really learning some of the concepts that we talk about on this show, because it really does change your life. So I also am excited today because I have an old friend on the show today. This is Aaron Nip. If you remember, he was here about a year ago and talked about the new book that he had, which was all about his weight loss phenomenon and how he did this and the effect it had on him. And it was just, it was really an amazing story and still is. So I have him here now because he's doing even better and more endeavors. So Aaron, say hi to the, all the guests. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> wild to be back after a year. And even when you're talking about the book and it just takes me back a year and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. A yeah. lot has happened. Yes. And it's, all, it's, been, it's been a year and like two months or something That's like that. That's amazing. Yeah. And it just feels like a <laughs> lifetime ago to even like think about the book. I'm like, oh right. my gosh, that was Well, you know, it's so, fun. it's so fun for me because I do this with, all, with my clients as well. You know, I see them and then they, they get, you know, they get all kinds of things overcome and then maybe they get a baby, you know, maybe they lose their job. And so maybe five years later. I see them again. And so it's so fun to keep track of people and, and how their lives evolve and move. And you've had some big, big changes again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it reminds me, I'm actually going to my barber after this, and I see him once every five, six weeks. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, he just had another baby. And it's funny because, like, exactly what you're saying. Like, I'll yes. come in, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, are, are you, you have the baby yet? He's like, yeah, they're, like, three months old. And I was like, <laughs> you just found out last time I saw you. And it just, oh, yeah, absolutely. You get these yes, check-ins, yes. especially with us, like, every year. Yes. Like, so much happens on yes. both ends. Like, yes. Like, a year is a lot of time. And I think I we forget about that. That's, 
doesn't feel like when we're going through it, but looking back, you're like, right, oh, right. Awful. And so many so. things happen that we just, you know, I, I think that's why God made sure that the Bible was, was made. Because we would never be able to remember all these things. But when you interact with someone that you've known for quite some time, then you start to go, oh, yes, I remember that. And, oh, my gosh, how's that going? And what did you do with that in, you know, situation? So it's always fun to have check-ins. Oh, absolutely. Yes, yes. I think you look past or you look back at, like, all the milestones you've mm-hmm. had, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can talk at, like, a 10-year gap, a 20-year gap, whatever. And it feels like it just all happened. When yeah, you're looking back, yeah. you're like, that was not that much time. A yeah. lot happened in that 10 years or happened in that last five years. Well, but during a, yes. the time, you don't feel like that. It's amazing how, you know, I remind people that God placed us in time. You know, he's outside of time and we're in time. Now, I'm not like a, you know, educated on all of all of this. But, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's my, but the insight that I have is that, you know, he makes sure that we are in time and that as we're moving, it's not too fast, it's not too slow. Now, you and I both know that we fight time. Yeah. Oh, I try absolutely. to do things a lot faster. I don't like to slow down. I don't like to wait. I don't like to just take in, you know, whatever's going on and enjoy the moment. I'm not good at that, you yeah, know. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. I know. And I'm, I, you know, I get better at it and I work at it. But it's so interesting how God has paced us, and we keep running ahead. We lag behind, you know, and and even though he still keeps moving, like the next day comes. Yeah. I mean, imagine when, when it's going to happen that the next day won't be here. Oh, well, yeah, that's going to stress I mean, me out the rest of the well, day. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Uh, I think yeah. you'll be in heaven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think you'll be in heaven, yeah, I'll right? I'll be good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's, it's weird to think about that, that there will be a time when it stops, and oh, it's yeah. done. It's done. It won't feel like any different than any other day either, which is <laughs> what makes it almost worse because you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And you don't I know, get that, well, you're in heaven. You're like, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. And you're like, well, I don't need to do that tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. See, I slightly feel, at least for a half second, I'm like, ah, oh, I still have that windshield I need to replace. <laughs> like someone's going to have to deal with that now. <laughs> you know, if, even if it's half a second, they'll, I, there's no way. I know. I I'll know. think about my dog or something. I and know. like, ah, oh, yeah, I didn't I feed know. him as much as I need to. <laughs> he deserved that extra treat. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, okay, so tell me what you're doing now because you still are always doing new things every time I talk to you. Yeah, so... Because one of them is with me, so I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, we'll go into the the story of how we got here, and so i got to warn everyone, like, this feels like such a jump when we phrase it like this, <laughs> because, again, last time I was here, we were talking about the book, and I had a weight loss app, and that did pretty good even after mm-hmm. the show, and to jump to what I'm doing now, when we forget that it was a whole year later, yes, it's going to feel drastic. And it's, those are unrelated things, but we'll explain how we got here. Yes. So uh, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, I have been very lucky uh, and through a lot of trial and error and a lot of ups and downs and obviously a very long year. <laughs> you know, I, um, I own the largest PR firm for keynote speakers. Uh, so I call it a credibility firm or like a modern PR, yeah, yeah. um, cause it goes past that traditional public yes. relations stuff. But yeah, that's what we're doing. I get to work with some amazing people and you got to think if all my clients are motivational speakers, then I just feel great about myself. Well, all you the must time. be motivated. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> that's probably why I can get all, all these calls every day because exactly. I'm just pumped up and not ready for bed ever. That's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. We're, we're down from six cups of coffee a day to two and it's just <laughs> life's good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Well, tell people what, what you mean by the largest, you know, PR, the largest uh, firm in the world. I mean, tell, tell people about that. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the day, this is probably oversimplifying things. Okay. Uh, I just tell everyone I'm really good at getting attention. <laughs> like that's really that's really what it comes down to. I talk a lot, mm-hmm. and sometimes people like it. Keyword is sometimes. Right. Uh, but right. yeah, people seem to to like some of the things I say, and I think I've just been able to find a niche for it. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at public relations as a whole, and we think of like the traditional aspect of it. I mean, this is before really huge, like, social media platforms. This is before there's multiple things to search on. Like, you really just had Google. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even before that, obviously, like, before online, you just had print. And the art, I guess, of public relations is being able to control your reputation. Right. And how that was traditionally done, even up until now, is you have more or less the press. When you had a team that kind of managed you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But even what they're doing, I mean, they're right, getting you right. written about, they're getting right, you talked about, right. and they're talking about the things that you want people to know. Mm-hmm. And I'm a really good example of this. And this is, I think, how I kind of got into this world where, you know, I mean, up until this point, I had been known in the weight loss world. I mean, right. that book did, again, right. not from an ego standpoint, did better than I think I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, and the app did. And it's still out there and people are still buying it. Yeah, which is why, because I, I completely, <laughs> like, actively took all, down all the ads. I don't right. talk about it anymore. Not because I'm not proud. It's just, it's just not what I do anymore. Yeah, you're right? doing a new thing. Oh, absolutely. I always carry a book with me. Like, it's right. still a part of me, and it's not forgotten. It's just not my main priority anymore. Um, and so, you know, that's all people know me as. Mm-hmm. And so now that I do something else, like, if you Google me, it used to be where you just see the book and you see all my weight loss stuff. Right. And I think specifically in the keynote world or a lot of business owners that, you know, you're going to go through different adventures or uh, endeavors. I mean, uh, you don't want all that old stuff to pop up. Not because it's bad. It's just like, that's not what you want. You just don't want to be known for that all the time. Oh, exactly. Yes. I mean, let's say, let's take a step back and say, I don't own a PR firm, Mm -hmm. right? Let's say I went from weight loss and now I am, let's say I became a lawyer. Now, obviously, that's more than a year process, but just for the sake of the conversation. Right. And I'm trying to sell my services. I'm like, hey, I want to be your attorney. I want to represent you. And then when they Google me, because they're like, okay, is he going to be good at his job? And they only see weight loss stuff. Right. Well, that doesn't right. serve me in my new profession. Right. And I think we're in, this is a whole nother conversation, but I think we're in an age where we're more tied to our personal brand than a specific industry or a specific mm-hmm. job or even a specific business if you own them yourselves. And you just kind of go through these series of events, right? That's why you meet a lot of people, especially now, where they own this company, but six months ago they were in doing something different. They sold it. Right, and now they're right. on to the next thing. and. beautiful you Mm -hmm. don't want to be tied Mm -hmm. down you can stay as long as you want and as soon as you get bored or as soon as it makes sense to move on you can move on right uh so that's what pr is in a sense Mm -hmm. it's the traditional aspects of it is just again we want to make sure that what you want to be known for is what you're known for right which is (laughs) overly simplified (laughs) but it makes sense and so traditionally how you did that is the feature articles well they used it way back then they had managers like somebody managed you yeah. You know, and a so, yeah. yes. But even so, they would have someone go with you. It's like, you know, trying to keep Britney Spears when all of that was happening. Yeah. You know, we have like all these different, you know, and so they don't really do that anymore. They don't really manage people. You kind of manage yourself in some ways. Yeah, I think it just it took a different turn and not necessarily a negative thing. I think everything evolves. And so you do mm-hmm. do some of it yourself. But just like everything in today's world, it's just more accessible. Right. And so instead of having someone where you have to just trust everything. To them 
right. you have no input whatsoever. A lot of people do have a team. Like mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm a yes. lot of people's team. Yes. Uh, so we know yes. I'm still there, <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't have a business. Right. Uh, but it looks a lot different where they're a lot more involved. It's more of a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have Well, it's also input. looking at longevity. You're not just looking at the next performance. Exactly. Yeah. So there yeah. is some, some long, yeah, there's some longevity to it that there has to, you know, even if you morph somewhat like I have, mm-hmm. you know, it still is me. It still is who I am, yeah. even if it's different facets of, of what I do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you nailed that. Mm-hmm. I mean, your listeners are going to know everything that you do, but you've done a lot of stuff. Right. Right. So imagine you go through and you are on Google and all they know you for is the life coaching. Right. Well, that doesn't serve the podcast. It doesn't serve the radio show. It doesn't serve you as a speaker. Right. So how do we make sure that people know you as a person, as Cynthia, that can do all these things? I I have someone like you. (laughs) So we're coming coming to a break here. So I want you to make sure that you stay, you know, with us because this is some really exciting things. I mean, just, just the opportunity that everyone has to really be your own, you know, unique individual that touches the world in the only way that you can. And we've never been able to do it like we have at this time in, in, in the world. So make sure you um, check out all the things that you see on the website. And we are going to be back with Aaron Nip in a couple of minutes. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and really glad that you joined in and are listening. And thank you for reminding your friends and family about the show and about how and what it does to you and how how meaningful it is to you. I really do appreciate that. One of the reasons I even got into this was because I didn't like the fact that I could only affect one person at a time in my office. And so you know, I would write books, and that still didn't really do the same thing. There's something about radio. There's something about hearing a voice that you know the person. And it also is a way for me to get people to have these therapeutic ideas and experiences and have a, a much broader perspective on how they can pursue their own life, how they, can, how they think about themselves and what gets in the way of that. And there's a lot of people that can't afford therapy. It's pretty expensive, quite expensive, actually. And so I really wanted to do this because I wanted people to get some of these therapeutic ideas without having to go buy a book and read it and not really understand the content because they don't have a lot of the information as to how that content matters and how you can apply it to yourself. So that's one of the ways that I got I got into radio. And then it leads me to many other people. So, you know, I've had lots of guests you know, uh, in the past. And so today, if you're just tuning in, I have one of my favorite guests, Aaron Nip, And he has really done a huge amount of change in a very short time this year, because what he started as was this weight loss guru. And he wrote a book, he has all he had all kinds of things that came with that book. And now he's doing many other things. And so I'd like him to introduce himself again, and tell you tell everyone who you are and what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. We had talked very uh, briefly mm-hmm. in between segments, and uh, I kind of volunteered to tell my story because I think people at the end of the day, like they get caught up on who they th- like have built this identity around, and I think men specifically, and obviously women too, but you know, it's it's more common to be 
tied to a certain profession or a certain job and you have this identity of like, okay, I'm this branch manager or I'm the accountant or I'm whatever it ends up being. Whatever the title is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because there's a lot of work that goes into that. And Mm -hmm. it's obviously the higher you climb and the further you've come, like that's harder and harder to let go of. And so I have the most random set of like milestones, I guess, for my life that I thought it made sense to share. And not from like, again, there's people that do way better than I do. It's not from an ego standpoint. It's more just like, I promise you, you will get over whatever like identity you thought you had because like you're supposed to change. Like If you're the same thing for 20 years, like even if you grew in that profession, imagine how much further you would have got if you would have put those efforts towards something like you really, really care about, right? right? right. It's, it's understanding how complicated, how complex humans are. And we kind of think that we have one thing, like one tool in the toolbox. And when you start to do a lot of like what you're talking about, you start to find out, oh my gosh, I didn't know I had these other, you know, attributes that 100%. I can, yeah, that I can actually capitalize on and enjoy as well. So I'm not just going to be one thing. Completely random. This is going to be like the four-year-old answer to this. But like anyone that knows me knows I love Mexican food. I can eat Mexican food most days. But I couldn't eat it every day for 20 years. And that's something that like is very little work for me to do. It's very cheap to eat. I love it. It's like it's the easiest thing I could do. (laughs) And so if I can't eat Mexican food for 20 years straight. Right. Like I definitely can't stay at the same job for 20 years or the same industry. My food – palette is going to change my interests change <laughs> right. my hobbies change like the right. fu- the source of your fulfillment would naturally change i think sometimes we hold on to whatever identity we had because it's like okay this is what i'm supposed to be doing because that's what you told yourself well you know you're making an interesting point because this is one of how brilliant god is that he sends mm-hmm. he sends jesus and if you really read any part of the life of jesus you see how many ways he had to change Oh, yeah. And how many ways he kind of had to adjust and still keep true to who he is, mm-hmm. you know. But he he overcame so many things, and he impacted so many people. And it wasn't because he just had, you know, this is who I am, and that's who you have to accept. Mm-hmm. He was really able to adjust to other people and places and things. Now, this is the same thing I tell my clients. I can adjust. I can handle pretty much anything. If it's violence, mm-hmm. if it's harming someone— Absolutely not. I'm not going to tolerate it. Yeah. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to learn how to do it. I don't yeah. want anything about it, right? Yeah. So Jesus himself, you, I, we have limits, and we have to know where those limits are so that we're not surprised when we when we buck up against something that we go, I don't think I like that. Yeah. And I have to be adult enough to be able to say, I'm not going forward with that one, no matter how I'm treated, no matter what people say about me. I have to be able to adjust that in that way. And this is some of what ha- what happens with people is we miss all the things that might be available to us because we're afraid to say that. No word. Yeah. Yeah. When I was going to make that point, like, no, exactly. I could not. Well, I definitely could not have said it as well as you did because this is what you do. <laughs> uh, but, like, no, I mean, you're spot on. And I, I just want to put it out there for people that, like, even though it's very like simple and you're like obviously doing a very good job of explaining it, don't mistake that you're not supposed to do it just because it's hard. Right. I think sometimes that we go into like we almost trick ourselves like, well, my gut wouldn't be telling me this if I wasn't supposed to. And like, of course, it's going to be hard. You right. know, I think it's a right. classic like breakup situation where like you're attached to this person. 
what it doesn't have to be a person. You could be attached to a person. You could be attached to an idea. A job, a, a car, job. a pet. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Food. So of course it's going to be hard because you're withdrawing. You know what I mean? And like we'll <laughs> go into this story right. in a second, but like I've withdrawn from just the stupidest things where you're like, Aaron, what are you doing? But like <laughs> in my head, that's what I like. That's who I was. Right. And so we'll right. get to this. But at one point, um, I did pretty well in the finance world. And oh my gosh, well. I, mean, I remember calling you <laughs> and I'm like, what do I do? Like, this is who I'm supposed to be in my head. Right. And then you just, you have to like get rid of that where yes. you're you, I'm Aaron. Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm doing, I'm still Aaron. Well, and there's, it's kind of like the, the reason that diamonds are so, so very beautiful and wanted and so, you know, hard to get mm-hmm. is because of the many facets that they have. And so humans don't always realize they have many facets yeah. You know, and as long as they have this internal, you know, uh, standard that says, here's what I won't do, here's what I will do, here's how far I will go, then I can really live out of many different facets. I just have to know where the stop is. Yeah. And where I go, no, I can't go that far. Yeah. You know, I can enjoy this movie to this degree, but now I can't enjoy it. I got to go. Yeah. Where other people, like my husband, he could, he could tolerate it. I can't. And so I have to know that. So it's not like there's something wrong with me. Yeah. But I have to understand my own my own self. Well, that takes us to a whole nother thing because <laughs> I mean I I forget who even says it, but there was this video, and this is so just. I feel like my 21 year old niece saying this right now, but like I was watching something <laughs> on TikTok. And, uh, <laughs> no, it was a couple months ago though. But right. and what they said basically is some motivation person. I forget who it is, but uh, they're like, if you don't know who you are, you're going to believe whatever they say. That's right. And That's so that exactly can go right. into obviously the workplace and go into relationships mm-hmm. and go into mm-hmm. your friends. And it's not always negative. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do say like, hey, like you're a really good swimmer. Mm-hmm. And then you think, okay, well, now i got to go swim in the Olympics. Right. Just because you're good at something and someone gave you a compliment doesn't mean you have to make that your whole identity. That's exactly right. See, and this is where I tell people, you know, if you go buy a car or a house, any of these things, there's add-ons. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of add-ons, uh, but I don't live out of the add-on. Okay. <laughs> That's like, good. So, no, you like think that. of it like that. It's like, wow, I can, I can attribute, I can like, I can put a lot of things on. Like I might do something to my car, or clothes, or makeup, or hair, or you know, what house, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. But I can't get too far away from who I truly am. So we have one more segment, I think, right? Two segments. Yes. I'm glad because I want. I didn't want it to just be one. So um, join us in the next segment as we talk more with Aaron Nip. And all the ideas that he comes with every time. I hear the whispers in my well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I want to thank you so much for all your response online and really taking advantage of the website. And we also have... Um, different, all kinds of different things that help you understand the show even better so that you can share it with your friends, share it with family. And so today I have Aaron Nip with me, and he has been just a longtime friend. And he was here about a year ago, and now he's back with a new endeavor that he's doing, which I'm super excited about because he's very good at it. So Aaron, thank you again for being on the show. Yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> it's just wild, and I don't know what about the summer 
makes uh, makes it time for me to come here. But it's, <laughs> it gets over that 110 mark, yep, and I yep. just naturally autopilot to, yes. to the, the studio. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And I, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I know it's summer, and that's what I'm supposed to be. Um, so, no, I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's good to catch yes, up. Yes, yes. Cool area town anyway. Yes. So, so tell us, tell the, the listeners, because we are in kind of the third segment, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are maybe are just tuning in. So tell again kind of how you got here, what we're doing here today, me and you. Yeah, I think this, uh, uh, if you're listening to the first two segments, I yes. think this will like solidify it for you where you're like, right. okay, a little who? recap, yes. Well, not only a recap, but it's also like, what is this guy talking about? Like, who <laughs> is, like, who, uh, yeah. So right. I'll tell my story here, and obviously you know a lot about this, yes. but um, yeah, I think the, the point I want to make before I even get to these bullet points here is just like, please trust me. You do not need to be married to any kind of idea or specific project. Like, you are you. Yes. And I'm yes. going to prove it with the story <laughs> because, like, there's some cool things and there's some not cool things. And all of them, you would think I made my identity. And you could just – you can move on. It's that's okay. right. That's it's right. It's not a bad thing. It's just you move to the next thing. Well, you that's can what learn. About. That, that's what I tell – I say, you know, you can learn. And yeah. sometimes learning means moving on. Well, I think we're also being dramatic right. about it. Doesn't have to be that big a deal. Right. Like, imagine I'm like really in dramatic. I, I, you mean me? Yeah, no, I could, I could go there. I'm, I'm tuning it down. Exactly. So I got the small cup of coffee in here instead of the, the, the normal size one. Right. Uh, but like, I don't know. If I choose a new favorite place to eat, which again, talking about a former fat person, that's so of course right. I'm going to bring up food twice. Uh, but if I choose a new place to eat, that's my regular. I don't be like I moved on. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that big a deal. Like, it's not just, an identity issue. Oh yeah, like. We're taking things so seriously. So anyway. Yes, we are. I think the first thing I tell everyone that you guys probably have kind of already figured out by now, hinting at the last episode and stuff, but uh, I grew up just extremely obese. And I think when people hear that, (laughs) they're like, well, you gained some weight in high school or you gained some weight in college. Because by the end of it, I I mean, I was nearly 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. And... um, Unfortunately, yeah, that did, that was not the case. If you saw right. me at five years old, you'd be like, that's a fat five-year-old. Right. Like, it would almost be funny to you because you're like, what the <laughs> heck is going on with that kid over there? And, I mean, I, that's nothing to do with my parents, nothing to do with my family. Like, I love my family. I have a great relationship yes, with them. Yes. Nothing happened if anyone's thinking right. Like, I don't know where it came it's from. It's not trauma. It's not, yeah. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Um, and obviously overcoming that and still, like, years and years later, I'm 30 now. And it just... Well, maybe know. in some other life you're supposed to be an emperor. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was actually <laughs> meant for the, like, 500 BC era. Right. And I just... A king. That's uh, what I'm thinking. Yeah. That's probably it. We'll write it down as that. Uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Five years old, fat, all through junior high, high school, college, uh, nearly 400 pounds. And uh, I talk about this in the book, but it's not like I didn't try and not lose weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents, they're not like ultra wealthy, but they didn't struggle either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had the resources to buy me like personal trainers. Uh, they bought me really everything I needed to lose weight. It just wasn't going to happen. I, I couldn't do it. And so yes. finally in college, lost that weight. I lost from the book. I put 140 because that's where I felt comfortable putting on the book because uh, that's when I stopped weighing myself. Right. Realistically, it was closer to 180, mm-hmm. which that's the first time I've said that on like a public <laughs> setting. You know what I mean? Like I've told yes. people. Yes. Yeah, yes. it was closer to 180 pounds. It just, it was but a lot. But you're tall too. Not that tall. Well, not I, now, now. I know. I know. Tall you, for the 40s maybe. Yes. And it but wasn't like, the right kind of weight anyways. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely that. And so uh, anyway, I, I wrote a book about the experience and uh, more 
the sociological perspective of like how people treat you mm-hmm. after you lose weight. Yes. It, I mean, it was just, and we'll go into the next segment for the rest of the story, but you know, it was wild because you think you're going to lose weight and it's all going to come off and you're going to feel amazing. And actually the opposite happened. I'm very ADD, very black and white, which we've had many conversations about. And so I went from this 400 pound, like all fat person to, I'm about six one, which is not super tall, but not short either. Uh, I was about 220. I had abs. I was benching 315. Like all the guys were my buddies because I was the big guy <laughs> in the gym. And obviously dating got a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to feel amazing. And I just felt a lot of resentment. And like, why are people being nice to me? Right. And we talked about this, I think, last year on the mm-hmm. on the show where, I mean, I remember being full high school, full college, like people not wanting to look me in the eyes. Because right. like, being obese, I mean, yes. really anywhere, maybe it's this America, it makes people uncomfortable. I know. I know. Uh, and so, I'll, yeah, I'll recap the book in the next segment, go into the other pillars. But, I mean, that's a prime example that was not my identity, and it could have easily been. Yes. Well, thank you. So uh, we have one more segment listening about Aaron's journey and all the way that he has come into the place that he's at. So make sure you join us in the next segment. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So thank you so much for joining in. And if you're just now tuning in, I really appreciate you tuning in. And I want you to make sure that you go to the website. And you can also go to podcast servers and download the entire show so that you don't have to miss any of this. So we have Aaron Nip with us today. And we had him probably about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago. And he's talking today a lot about the transition that he has had in the last year and a lot about just these personal, you know, idiosyncrasies that we have as humans and how we do things, how we think about who we are. Do we accept ourselves? Do we think we need to change ourselves in order to accept ourselves? I mean, this is this is a hardship that everyone has. And one of the reasons that I have a job, that's for sure. So, Aaron, I'm so glad that you're here, and we are in this last segment, and I really want you to get as much in as you can, because the story is really quite amazing. I appreciate that, and I'm excited. We're in the home stretch yes. here. Uh, anyone yeah, tuning in, I'm excited that you're here, and uh, hopefully we get something out of this story, because I feel like I, I tell it all the time, and it's just... It's but the story is so important about saying, hey, here, here's where I was, and then a lot of people they get to where they need to be and then they don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest problems, especially with weight loss, especially with any kind of addiction. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, who am I now? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We hold on to everything mm-hmm. so tightly and yes. it's insane. And I, yes. I mean, I understand why, cause I've done it, but mm-hmm. it's still like <laughs> when I'm in my healthy points, I preach to my negative points. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. like six months from now, Aaron, we'll need to hear this episode. Right. right. Um, so anyway, okay. Go on. No, I tell, on. this is what I tell people. Now I understand how brilliant God is. Oh, yeah. God says to Jesus, you know, Cynthia, she needs a lot of help. We're going to have her just do it for a living. She'll be a therapist for a living for the rest of her entire life. Every day she has to talk about all these things, all day, every day. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's too much money to just put her in therapy, so she, she's going to do it for a living. Well, we talked that I, all I talk to is keynote speakers. That's right. <laughs> Maybe I'm just too depressed for God. He's like, okay, well, we, if this is what we got to do to make you through the day, then right. like we're just going to bump you up all day. And hey, I'm not going to play. It's working. Exactly. I'll take exactly. it. Yeah. Oh, yes. my goodness. Um, okay, so going back to that story we talked about last time, 
time in the last segment that uh, grew up extremely overweight, recapping here, was nearly 400 pounds, lost nearly 200 pounds, wrote a book about that experience, obviously talk about how I lost the weight because I think that's what people want to know. Uh, but then more importantly, I come from the sociological impact that that had, or I guess the perspective side of things where, again, you think you're going to feel super great, you don't. And I had all this resentment, and I remember talking to you about this where I'm like, I just hate how people are treating me, mm-hmm. which is weird because they were treating me nice. I know, I like, know, but that's, even that feels disrespectful. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. like, you weren't, yeah. Right, it was, it so, was a big so now that I'm here, now I'm okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because of that, wrote the book, honestly, as a kind of like a healing thing, and mm-hmm. I, lucky enough, it got published, um, and it went to like number 12 on all of diet books for Amazon, it was at Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, all that good stuff, and uh, I think... The point I'm trying to make with this first milestone is that could have easily been the rest of my life. I could have held on to that for 20 years. And been your identity. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I liked it for a little bit, but it's, it was more like a healing thing for me. Right. And obviously it's right. nice. Like if you have any kind of business, you want to make money. But it wasn't how I wanted to be known for the rest of my life. I just wrote a whole right. book about how I didn't want it to be, actually. So, like, I yeah, definitely don't want to be married to that idea. Right, right. And so that's one big milestone. Well, that, but that is a really important thing to say because a lot of times people don't know what to do when they arrive. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it starts to fall apart again. Their life starts to fall apart. Take the next step. So, yeah. So that's where I think it is really important to remind people that, hey, you know, you don't just land and get through it and then do nothing. It's like you need to have a plan for when you're healed. Well, imagine walking through a hallway and then halfway between steps, you pause. Like, how long can you keep that up? Like, that's ridiculous. I only stand on one foot for so long. Exactly. But when you think about it that way in, like, real life, you're like, oh, that's not how it works. It's 100% how it works. It does. You know? Um, So, yeah, that was one big pillar. Um, Right before, like, during this transition, I guess, like, while I was losing weight, but before the book, um, probably the weirdest flex I have means absolutely nothing, but it's a story I like telling because it was like my first big win. Okay. Uh, so recap and setting the steam for you, I guess. I just finished at GCU. I got my MBA there, and I was super excited because it was like the week after I turned 22. I'm working at Verizon Wireless at the time, uh, just a sales rep like the cell phones, uh, and physical location here in Arizona. And phew, I don't know how this happened, but uh, at one point for obviously a very brief period of time, uh, I was actually the number one sales rep in the entire country, which is like 50,000 people, um, every store in the U.S. Why am like, I not surprised? I feel like I am surprised because I don't awesome. feel like I was selling anything. I was it's, just like, you yeah, were being we have you. Something. You yeah. were being you. Yeah, but I mean. I know, uh, but see, that's like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean you have to keep doing that version of you all for the rest of your life. Yeah. But it's recognizing that, wow, God put a lot of add-ons. Yeah. You know, that we don't even know about sometimes. Yep. You know, I didn't know about this add-on for years and years and years. And I'm still finding out really what God did because I had a whole entire story how my life was going to be. Yeah. And this wasn't it. Well, we all have multiple. Yes, and I think that's yes. the point we're trying to make here. Exactly. Where imagine you're the number one sales rep in the entire company. They're <laughs> 50, flying. 50,000. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, the not the CEO, but the like a couple people right yes. under, like the third from the top or whatever. I don't remember their names now. Um, but, th- I mean, they were flying out to see me. I got to go to Cardinals games. I was on corporate calls. <laughs> I did this little mini tour of Scottsdale, which for people not in Arizona is like our ritzy area. Yes, yes. And uh, that could have also been my identity. Yes. I could have stayed at Verizon forever. 
That's right. If I had an excuse to, that was it. Mm-hmm. I got this fake UFC belt for doing Like, you know what I mean? Like, it made my store the number one store in the country as well. It's like being a rock star. Well, in that world for 22-year-old, well, yeah, so 23-year-old so Aaron. where do you Aaron, go from there? That's the problem. You just move on. Yes. You, you don't stop mid-step because <laughs> right. you'll trip. That's right. And so the story moves on from there. I go f- from there to, if everyone knows, like Merrill Lynch, uh, mm-hmm. Chicago Bull, uh, Wealth mm-hmm. Management. Did that whole thing, was a stockbroker, passed all the licenses. This is when I wrote the book, to put it in everyone's timeline there. I uh, was there for a few years, quit when... Well, I think the more appropriate term is I resigned <laughs> uh, when I, the book I knew was getting published. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I spent a full year doing the book stuff, went out to California, could have easily made that my identity, did not, moved back here during the pandemic and um, went back in the finance industry. And I think this is the biggest, I guess, step that I've taken, mm-hmm. um, leaving this, which obviously, spoiler where I'm not longer there. Uh, so anyway, it's the third day of the pandemic or what I consider the pandemic. Uh, and everyone will know this day in America because we we just do. I don't yes. know. I yes. call it the toilet paper fiasco. <laughs> everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. The stores are being raided. Things are going crazy. Uh, and I said third day of the pandemic. I'm sorry. It was my third day working there. Okay. And so this is happening. I remember I'm like, what the heck is going on? To protect, like, obviously the details. I'm not saying the firm. I'm not saying where it's at. And obviously for his, like, safety. It was me. Uh, my, like boss which would have been the financial advisor that owned the firm mm-hmm. and then we shared an assistant long story short due to some health reasons he's in and out of the hospital for two years it's my like third day there really you know what i mean wow and, like, again i it, didn't know about this yeah and it's obviously like when you look back that sounds so dramatic it didn't feel that dramatic then but right. it was still like sink or swim moment i'm like what the heck is going on like how do i do this so again I have to stress this more than anything. I'm not taking full credit for this. It just was, it just happened. Uh, and again, like he came back, I, I relied on him a lot. So I'm not saying that he didn't do anything. Right. Right. Um, but you flash forward two years, we gave them two record years in a row. I got made partner, which would have been the youngest partner in firm's history at, uh, I was either 26 or 20, 27, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously that's a big deal. Cause there's not mm-hmm. a lot of 26, 27 year old partners. Uh, we managed about 140 million. And the point of that story is, again, like I had done the Verizon thing, I had done the book thing, I had done the Merrill Lynch thing, Mm -hmm. uh, and all of those very much could have been my identity. And now I'm at this finance thing, really the most successful I had been to that point. And again, I, I want to start, I was not making millions and millions of dollars. Like, but I, I was successful for my standards. And for your age. Well, yeah, definitely for the yes. age. Uh, and so I'm in this town. I have a house that like 2,000 square feet of it wasn't even furnished. Bought the car. Everyone that knows me knows Moose, which is my little French bulldog. So um, he wasn't free. Uh, and so just was spending money. And I just had this point where I'm like, I'm not even making as much as I could be. And I still can't spend enough to make me happy. And what was interesting, this was kind of my like coming to Jesus moment, my moment of clarity where I was just like, as soon as I realized I had nowhere to go in the firm, I just instantly, I'm like, I don't even like this. Maybe it's from just typical men ego, but I just like, I guess I wanted to feel important. And so I wanted the suit. I wanted to make the money. I wanted to make partner. And it was like the day after I made partner that I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks. No, but you're bringing up a really good point that I work with people on a lot. And that's that just because you can do something doesn't mean you're called to do it. Yeah. And I had to learn that the hard way as well. That, that's how I became a therapist because I was, you know, everybody knows I was going to be a rock star. That's, yeah. that's all I wanted to do. 
And so, you know, when I realized that I don't understand why I have a lot of musical talent and dance and artistry and I can draw and paint and do, you know, all these kinds of things. And I kept thinking, why, God, would you give this to me if I'm not allowed to use it? Yeah. And that's when I really came to understand that God uses it not as much as I want him to. Well, yeah, you maybe wouldn't have liked it if that's you did right, that. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so I had to really trust God when I, I, like, I can sing here, there, and do these kinds of things here and there. But God was like, I'm not asking you and wanting you to do that for a living. Yeah. And I wanted to do it for a living. Well, we and know so, that wouldn't have worked because yes. you would have had to go to states that had bugs in it. Exactly. And you don't care for bugs. <laughs> don't care for those at all. You're going to just not knows. tour in Georgia at all? That's right. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, God knows that. Oh, you are cracking me up. That's hilarious. So, you know, I really had to learn that, wow, there's a calling on your life. Yeah. And then there are talents that you have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the talents may not match the calling at all. Or just they have their... Right. They, serve their they purpose. can. They can. But see, that's when I realized that, wow, I have this big call on my life that doors just open up and I didn't have to make it happen mm-hmm. to be a, to be a therapist. It's like it was crazy yeah. how everyone just made it happen, yeah. you know, and it's nothing that I tried to do. Yeah. And so when I work with people on this, I want them to remember that you can have a lot of talents, and sometimes those are just little fun niceties that God gives you. The same thing that there's little add-ons at your, you know, in the brand new car you have. You're not going to use all the little add-ons all the time, but they're kind of fun to have. Mm-hmm. And so I had to really recognize this is why I am made, and then I have all of these other things that I can do. So we have like two minutes. No, you're okay. I think that's a perfect segue. And so let's go back to that car analogy. Yes. Uh, you get a brand new car with all the add-ons. They're perfect for right now. Right. But imagine you're still right. talking about that 10 years later. Exactly. And so that's what happened in the finance world where there was no reason to leave. And I had, again, I call it the moment of clarity moment. We were filming a commercial to play actually at the Cardinals, which is funny because I feel like I brought them up twice and I'm not a sports person <laughs> at all. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're doing this commercial. And I remember they were on the way to the office. And I just had this thought of like, if I am in this freaking commercial, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. Yes. And I walked in and I talked to the my partner at the time, the, the name partner, my boss. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I'm sorry. I resigned on the spot. And because of the confidentiality, you just mm-hmm. kind of walk out. Right. I signed NDAs, NDCs. I was out. And so my point to this wrapping up is like, you are not married to one thing. If I would have stayed there, I would have been making what I would have considered a lot of money. I would have been doing fine. We did the book and I even pivoted now. And now like, again, I have the fulfillment of owning the largest PR firm for keynote speakers. (laughs) And if that's what I do for another few years and awesome. And if it's not, that's okay. Because like, again, the story is to show you like, you're going to move on from things. And need to. Need to. Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you are here today in the in the um, studio because I always enjoy talking to you. And I, I mean, I love to laugh. It's my most favorite thing to do, you know, and you always make me laugh. So I really appreciate all that you had to offer and all that you had to offer the listeners. So I want to encourage you listeners to make sure that you share this show with others. Download the podcast. And I can't wait to talk to you until next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. 
The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. 